Learning to film isn't just a technical checklist of techniques. It's about finding the heart behind your subjects and telling that story. Our mission at the Filming Life Academy is to provide you with the knowledge and skills you need to be able to craft the kinds of stories that you want to tell. It's to create a welcoming space where you can connect with other creatives as you learn and grow as an artist. It's to give you more than just four weeks of our time to support you along the way and to be there with you to celebrate your success. It is our mission to see you succeed in family filmmaking and to see you give this gift of memory preservation to yourself and to others. Join us at the Filming Life Academy, www.filminglifeacademy.com. Hi, everybody. Courtney and Allison here from Filming Life Hi. Academy. How are you doing today, Allison? Good. How are you? I'm good. good to see you. I know you too. I can't believe we're on episode five already. Like, crazy, yeah. right? It's exciting. I know, and it's almost March too. How did that happen? Yeah, I will. I kind of feel like we should have done more. <laughs> Wait, only five. We're amazing. We've got this. <laughs> That's fine. We're doing good. Yeah. If there was Christmas, what? Christmas and New Year's, we had a break. That's right. Yeah. What have you been up to? What's going on? Uh, I've been well. Lydia started school. So my youngest is in kindergarten now, and so both kids are at school and. Yay. They're at a new school, so that's new for us. Um, in the new area, and really enjoying the area that we're living in. So that's been so good. And um, yeah, so Lydia has been, you know, going to school every day, and it's like I've got a whole new life because I'm a school <laughs> mom now. So I actually have, I mean, it feels like oodles of time on my hands because, right? Yeah, they're gone. I mean. You know, I used to only have three days a week to work, so yeah. it's a nice change. I'm gonna be really honest. Um, yeah, and I'm finding, but go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was gonna ask: Are you finding that, like, because it's a new change, you have a lot more time? Are you finding that it's almost like you're having a harder time disciplining yourself to use the time because it's a lot more? You know, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to actually like. Cause I've been just non stop trying to balance work and parenting and, you know, being switched on for both, um, for mm -hmm. a while now. So it's sort of, I really am trying to give myself a little bit of time back, um, and not work too yeah. hard, but I'm, it's been brilliant. Cause I've, I've just gotten so much work done and still had a little bit of time for myself and Good. <laughs> I can be switched off when they're home. Um, you know, so when I pick them up from school, it's not right. I got to go back to work now. You guys go play, find some, like, I can be present and I can, you know, we, we sit down and we do stuff together and we play together and, um, you know, and I, I do that's, I'm really strict about like during my work hours, I only work. I don't try to do right. housework. I don't try to occasionally I might go grocery shopping, but like, I really try to keep all the house related stuff to outside as if I was doing a normal mm -hmm. job because otherwise I will end up working at night and that is not what I want to be doing. So, right. Right. Um, no, I love that. I love that you're, you're making yourself, you know, you have your own schedule and you're, you're keeping your priorities where they should be. That's amazing. Like, well done. <laughs> and you deserve that. I mean, gosh, that's incredible. That you've it's made that been a long time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> been a long time coming so um yeah it's really it's been really really nice um 
And I've just been trying to be really careful about not scheduling things during school holidays because I didn't do very well with that last year. So like I'm doing so much forethought going into this year of um, when they're going to be home from school. And during that period of time, I'm going to be able to be a mom. I'm taking that time off as well. So because um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to put them in, in into anything. We can't afford extra, all the extra stuff. <laughs> You know, so, um, yeah. yeah, but it's been, it's been good and, um, really kind of just enjoying being able to actually, uh, fulfill and, you know, follow through with these things that I promised that I'm going to do for people. Um, and that's right. a nice change. <laughs> so I love that. I bet your kids notice a difference too, especially like when they arrive home, there's probably, you know, there's, there's more focused attention, which they always are loving. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm even like trying to give myself a bit of headspace before I pick them up so that I'm not like working right up until I get them oh, because my, I'm really brain, about that. my brain's not ready to switch. Right. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's hard. Um, especially, but like I'll, if I'm, you know, in the middle of doing critiques, I'll stop mm-hmm. at one thirty. I won't keep doing a critique. Even though mm-hmm. I have another 30 minutes, I take that break. And before I go pick up, pick up the kids so that I can just like mentally calm down and switch off and change. <laughs> That's smart. That's very smart. I have, I, I struggle with that. Mm. I'm always like to the last minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have you been, what's happening at your house? You were in America doing your sister's birth film, shooting the birth film. So like, what, tell me what, what ended up happening? How was that? I mean, I know. Was, Tell everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm back in Saudi. Um, I was in Houston for a lot longer than I should have, but I think I told you that last episode. Um, but she gave birth at pretty much 42 weeks, um, went into labor naturally. And it happened actually just a day or two after rec- we recorded the last podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was, you know, it was, I, I think I left that whole experience thinking that was like one of the top five things I've ever experienced in my life. Like filmmaker aside, just being at a birth was, I mean, I've obviously been to my own births, but it's nothing the same, right? Like it's not the same at all. <laughs> no, you're not like appreciating what's going on when you're in it. <laughs> no. Like just, it was like, I, I left and I was like, everybody needs to see this in their life. Like this is, it's just, it was like, I still feel excited about it. And I like, it's been a month or whatever. Um, yeah, it was, it was surreal and incredible. And she was amazing. She did a lot of her laboring at home and then very quickly went to the hospital and the baby was out within an hour. And so it was, it was fast, but it was incredible. Um, and she had a doula there and I, you know, it was my first filming a birth. And so I, (laughs) I was just trying to like, manage my emotions as well as like think with my head and that was incredibly difficult like I I think of course with any filming you have to have experience but um with birth birth films man it's a whole different level of managing your emotions in addition to thinking technically and remembering composition and just all the little things that go into making a good film and I feel like a lot of it just kind of flew out of my head because I was just like overwhelmed you know like I just wasn't expecting how overwhelming everything would be so in a good way, but it was, um, I was, unex- I was not expecting that. So that was a bit of a challenge. I don't think I got, you know, the role that I needed and all those little things, but, um, I haven't actually looked at the footage yet. Um, I just finished another film from when I was in Houston. And so I, uh, yeah, I'm about to start hers hopefully soon. So 
-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it was an amazing experience. And if you ever have a chance to attend a birth, you should, because it was amazing. <laughs> uh, I have, I have. It is beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. I'm excited to kind of dig into the footage and see. I want, you know, I had the, I was like, should I edit her film first, you know? Because mm. post baby, you want to see it fast. And I was like, mm. uh, if I'm in her shoes, I'm going to have some distance <laughs> between those. Because <laughs> I was there, you know, the, it wasn't a quiet process. It was very, I mean, she was, she was in the moment. There was a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, loud screaming in a, the best of ways. And I think she just needs a little bit of some breathing and distance from it. So I was like, I'm going to edit the other film first and then I'll get to hers. Yeah. I think that was probably a wise decision. So mm -hmm. I'm interested to see the footage too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure it'll be amazing. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, we have had several people, passed the assessment for filming lifers recently. Um, so I'm going to list off those people. And if you're wondering what a filming lifer is, um, <laughs> if you're new to the Academy and you're just listening in, a filming lifer is someone who's been a member for at least four months. And um, the whole concept behind filming lifers is just, we want to give people a goal to reach for. And um, so once they've completed the core, core curriculum and they've been a member for a little while, then they can sit this assessment and um, they have to score 85 or above to um, pass, become a filming lifer. And it's just really sort of an acknowledgement that they have absorbed and understood the material. And right. from us on our part, it's sort of saying to them and, you know, we, um, they're sort of like a, a very beautiful, loyal group of filmmakers, aspiring filmmakers who are kind of on our list of people to watch. They're the kinds of people who yes. are really kind of serious about this. They want this to be their main thing. This is what they really want to do. They are really passionate about it. And they are um, really passionate about being part of the Academy as well. And so they are, you know, wonderful, supportive people in our community. They are able to answer questions and um, we love having them around. And so we've got Kimberly Anderson, um, Beth Newell, Bridget Mons, Fatima Corpion, Sita Kelly. These are our um, most recent film lifers. So congratulations to Yay, you guys. congratulations. So, so excited for you. Um, I love seeing their work when it pops up in the student hub. So thanks yeah. for sharing that guys. It's amazing. Yeah. Whenever I'm always like, Ooh, new film to watch. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So, um, what, Oh, speaking of student hub. So we've got yeah. the uh, six film challenge we've been working on. So tell yes. us what's happening. Allison. It's come, it's coming to a, a close for January and February. Um, our, challenge for you guys this last two months is to find um, something in your life that represents the idea of seasons, whatever that means to you, um, and then make a film out of it. And so that in this next week, um, they are going to be due the first end of the first week of March is when uh, we would like those films submitted. So you still have time if you haven't created one, but I know a couple of people are, are working on those. And um, our idea behind this is to break up the year into six um, themes. And so the first one was together and the second one is seasons. So uh, we just want you to be inspired to create personal films, either of your life or your family or something in your environment and that inspires you um, just to keep, keep creating and uh, making films. And um, I think there's always 
something valid about having a creative challenge like that, maybe outside of your business work. And that only makes you a better um, business filmmaker for your family films or your birth films or whatever, if you're creating personally um, for yourself. Um, it also kind of fulfills you in a different way. And so that's kind of the whole thought behind the six film challenge. So um, hopefully we will see a lot of different submissions for that because they are due next week. So I'm excited to kind of see what rolls in. I've seen one on Instagram. Um, uh, it was a winter film and it was amazing. Do you remember that one? Mm -hmm. I think we featured it on the Academy, I think on the Academy page, but that was amazing by Emily, I believe. And, um, that was incredible. So things like that, what does seasons mean to you in your life? Um, so tag your films, the six okay. film challenge on the hub and we can't wait to see them. I wish that I had even like, if I'd had the forethought or actually even just the energy, um, <laughs> then I would have, oh, you know, something that's representative of seasons for me would be like the change, the moves. Like I should have, I could have, oh, filmed, yeah. you know, the end of, that's like the end of this mm -hmm. season of our life of living in this area and moving into mm -hmm. a new one. Um, you know, it might be that your child is changing certain things like mm -hmm. walking, just like kind of going from, baby to toddler or maybe their toilet training or mm -hmm. um you know that could be representative of a season change it doesn't necessarily need to be literal in mm -hmm. saying that today I was at the park with my kids and there were I could see the leaves were changing on the trees because <laughs> we're going to be going into summer here and um so I filmed a little bit of that I don't know whether I'll be able to put it together in time for the for the challenge but we'll see yeah. um so it can be literal too. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> um, so we wanted to talk now about um, one, uh, we wanted to do a film feature. So we wanted to feature one of our student films. And mm -hmm. the one that has stood out to both of us recently is one that was shared by um, Nessie Benarock. And she, mm -hmm. this film was just, I, right. I something about it that was like, and we'll add the link to this in the show notes. So if you're there, yeah. you can check it out. Um, again, I should really have a, an actual URL for the show notes in my head before <laughs> we do this, <laughs> but go to our blog and you'll find it there. I promise. Um, but so this film by Nessie, she posted it in the student hub, right? And she talked about mm -hmm. lots of challenges that she had with it. Um, she was saying about how uh, the family posed all of the time um, and they didn't, she felt like they had, you know, you, we get this all the time. This happens to so many of us. Um, yes. And so this is Nessie's second portfolio film that she's done. And so, you know, um, the family was, maybe there was a mix up with communication in terms of what to expect. Um, mm -hmm. I find, and I know that Allison finds it invaluable to um, speak to the clients beforehand at length about what to expect <laughs> and how things are going to go. Many, many, many times. <laughs> Allison is, is even like adamant about having dad on the phone. I, I just say to mom, just make sure you tell dad what's going on. Um, but so, I, you know, there's that. And I think that that's something um, that is an experience that she can take away from, obviously. Um, but she talked about how the father had such a strong relationship with um, the daughter and mm -hmm. 
the way that she, despite all of the kind of awkwardness of them sort of feeling like they needed to be on for her the mm -hmm. whole time, um, she felt like she was able to capture that relationship with the daughter and the dad. And I would say even with the daughter and the mom, because it was definitely yeah. there too. Um, and she was able to capture that, that story mm -hmm. while um, editing. And she said there was a lot of sound correction issues with color correction, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I couldn't tell any of that. I thought it was incredible. And the audio, mm -hmm. the way that she mixed all that together, I just thought, yes. oh my gosh. And it just, I think for me, what I loved so much about it is that it was just not what, it was just unique. Like, it just was not a normal, um, and I say normal, like, that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Like, it was, it was just like a very, very different um, feeling to it because it wasn't so literal. It wasn't like a story of A to B, here's what we did today. Yes. It yes. just really felt like she captured this memory like she captured the essence of them like um, a memory of a love letter almost like just the mm -hmm. way it was I, I I've never seen anything quite like that and from our students and it was just like I still think about it and I remember crying the first time I saw it like it was incredible just yeah. just the emotions that she was able to capture not just by the footage but the words and it wasn't even in English like I know I have know? no idea what they were saying I don't even know what language they were speaking but it was beautiful <laughs> It was amazing. Like that should tell you something. The language barrier aside, I, I don't even know what they said. I hope it was nice, but I, it was like the way that it was just the feeling of that. And also the music that she used was like perfect for what she was trying to evoke in feelings. And so the thing is, is that she talked about how when she delivered this film to the clients, they were just like, cool, thanks for the video. And she was like, well, okay. And so that left her feeling a little bit down. Which is and, totally fair because you put yeah. your heart and soul and like blood, sweat and tears and time into these yeah. things and creative energy. And then you get like a one line back from them and you're like, do you realize? <laughs> You have no idea. What just went into this, yeah. Right, I know. So um, I, because I was sobbing as I was watching the film, and then right after that, I was like, I'm recording myself crying. <laughs> so I recorded myself <laughs> crying in a message to her. Um, but, and that was awkward in hindsight. But I I just was so moved by it. And no, I no, I think it was good. Well, good. <laughs> I was. So I think. Good. I think we should link to that in the show notes, actually, because I think it. I think it. It showed. I think. It, I think it was good. <laughs> okay, I'll think about that. Um, <laughs> but I was really. I just felt like it was so important to just say to Nessie, and I want to say this to anyone who's listening, who is new with this, right? Yes, it's important what your clients think and how they feel but do not let that define you. Do not let that affect your self-confidence, your self-worth, because you know what? You're not, no, like, there's gonna be people that don't like you. There's gonna be people that don't like your work. There's gonna be people that don't like what you do. Like, you're gonna come across clients that aren't necessarily overjoyed. Now there's two things here. They could be overjoyed, just not good at showing it. And so you have to just accept that that's just how they are. And it doesn't mean that they don't right. love it. Um, 
but maybe they're just not really good at, at showing how much they love it. And maybe they're just not, yeah, they're just not good at that communication. The other mm. thing is, is maybe they are kind of like, meh, that was, that was all right. Well, that was a nice little video. They have no idea how hard it is. Right. Um, and how actually like epic it is that mm. she created this out of what they gave her. Right. <laughs> um, and so you have to just sort of say to yourself, okay, well, they don't get that. They don't get it yet. But here's the mm. thing. In five or 10 years time, they're going to mm. look back at this and be like, oh my wow. gosh, this is the best thing <laughs> we ever did. Like, <laughs> yes. And maybe they still won't be able to communicate that. But mm -hmm. they are, it doesn't matter. And, and, and regardless of, you know, what their opinion is, you as an artist have to make work that you as an artist love. And you have to, with portfolio shoots, it's tricky, but do not, mm -hmm. don't fall into the trap of doing this for validation from others. Do this mm -hmm. because it fulfills you, because you love it, because you know it's good and and let that be enough don't mm. rely on your client showering you with praise not mm. to, I don't want to spin this in a bad way but don't rely on your client giving you a lot of praise because probably times they're not going to and you just have to move past that and say to yourself right they're gonna love this later <laughs> and don't let that right pierce your like have a shell you know what I mean like have your shell and don't let them pierce it because you got to keep going and especially I wanted to say that to Nessie because she has so much talent and just it was so incredible I didn't want her to feel down because they just didn't quite get it because we do and we yeah. see how amazing it is so um I've had clients, I'm sure you've probably had clients, Allison, who you've gotten a response back where it's been like, okay. I, th I think that the delayed response is what gets me more than anything. Like it's not an immediate. And then I, I yep. think that's where it messes with my head is, you know, I, I wait a day or two and then I hear something and I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's legitimately hard. You, there's so much more than technical knowledge that goes into building these. Um, some, I've heard the other day somebody called it crafting a film and I really like that verb, um, crafting it rather than editing it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause there's so, it's so much, there's so much that goes into it rather than just technical knowledge. And so, yeah. you know, we, we, I think as humans, we do, we want validation. That's totally normal to feel that way. And that's why it's nice to have the community that we have is cause we do have this built in little support system Yes. to share with each other, share our films on the student hub. You know, if you, even before you deliver them to clients, this is a safe place where you can share your films and, and hear from others and, you know, get uh, advice, but that's not the be all end all. Um, and it shouldn't be. And, but getting yourself to a mental spot where you can acknowledge that and see past the validation that we need as humans is hard. I know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you've had you've had experiences this with clients too right yeah for sure I mean I had a client once who I sent it to her and she she um I could tell she didn't love it and and she didn't she didn't give me a response that and and this is different because this was a paying client 
And so wow. if I was doing a client or a film for a client that was a portfolio shoot, um, and that's even, I, I stress it even more that mm. yes, thank you to the clients, but your job is now done. And I do not right. need your opinion to fulfill <laughs> me and make me feel like I've done a good job. I right. know that I've done a, done a good job. I've <laughs> done the job that I wanted to do for you. You're welcome. Right. So, um, that's how I feel about portfolio building um, mm. clients, but with a client who has paid, that's a little different because they are paying you, right? And so you, you really need to make them happy. And I could tell this client wasn't super thrilled with the music choice that I made. Mm. Uh, or she, she, she liked it, but she was kind of like, uh. And it was this basic mm. response. It was like, yeah, okay, thanks for that. And it was really delayed. It was like a while wow. after I sent it to her. And That's I was like, oh, you don't like this. And I already knew that I made a risky choice with the music. And so it was almost like, okay, you know what? I knew that this could be a problem. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever it takes to make this right for you, to make you feel better about this. Um, and so she just wanted something that was a little bit more – um, I can't remember a little softer. The music, this, the okay. music I chose was maybe a little bit more edgy than what yeah. she wanted. And so, um, I switched it and I re-edited it and I sent it to her. Wow. And she was super happy. She was really, really happy. But again, she was a paying client. And yeah. again, I still, as hard as it is, I still didn't let that affect how I felt about myself as a filmmaker because I knew that what I sent mm. her was good. It's just mm -hmm. it didn't suit her. It, it wasn't exactly what she wanted. And so mm. I kind of took that as a little bit of a maybe there was a bit of a um you know like your ideal client and who you maybe like kind of not quite there for you know who I might normally work with and so who I might normally work with would be really happy with a more edgy song and she just wasn't right. so it was kind of like one of those things but I still yeah. loved them and they were you know they were gorgeous clients I loved them as clients so they weren't right. far from ideal in that regard it was just um yeah I think it was just that uh edginess so to speak so interesting that's how and I handled it you changed the song for them and that was because it was a portfolio or excuse me, a paying client. Yes. Um, that was a decision you decided was a good idea. Yeah. Wow. And it was still a song that was That's within my brand, within my style. Mm -hmm. I would never go right. outside of that, but it right, was, right. I creatively wanted to go in one direction and mm -hmm. he wanted me to, and I, and it was kind of a direction that was, I, it wasn't like far away from what I'd been doing, but it was mm -hmm. a little bit of a, a fork, I guess. Right. Her, right. Like the path that I'd been on. So maybe she was just like, wait a second. She like shifted with yeah. the choice here and that's not yeah. what I was expecting. So, um, you know, and normally like I don't go, clients don't get to really have any input in that regard. No, no. Um, well, and I think they probably, it's interesting just putting ourselves in there for a second they you know they if they've hired us as filmmakers they probably have gone through more than one of our films you know they're not doing this mm -hmm. just based on one film that they've seen I would think for, for yeah. the most part yeah. um so they are used to like you said you have us you have a sound that you are you are projecting in the film 
um, the way you edit and the song choices, all of that. Um, you have a, a style and so they are buying into that style. And so, you know, but it is, it's different. Every family and every film is different. So you can never fully prepare them for what they're going to get. So yeah. you don't know their reaction. It doesn't yeah. matter who it is. <laughs> you can't, yeah. no person can be fully prepared for the film because you don't even know what it's going to be when yeah. you leave that client's house. So that's, it's a big question mark, you know, and that's, yeah. that's a scary part of working in this particular field. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think but, that's why it's so important to, before you start selling your films, you need mm -hmm. to do a lot of portfolio shoots and get a handle on yes. what it is you want to be creating. Because if you spend your time making films for clients that are paying you and just trying to make things they're going to like, you're never going to be fulfilled and mm -hmm. you're always going to be worried that you're not going to give them something they're going to like because right. it's only through knowing yourself and knowing your style and being really consistent within that, that you feel mm -hmm. like, yep, I can deliver when a client yeah. books you, you know what I mean? Right. And, and also, yes, I can deliver. And if there's an issue, I can still deliver. I can fix it. You know? <laughs> Which is right. what I did. So um, yeah, I think that um, it's it's a it's a balance of when you're in the early stages of making films, being so careful not to rely on anyone else's input, except mm -hmm. for our community. <laughs> but your client, <laughs> like the people that you're making these portfolio shoots for, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Take it in, you know, acknowledge it. Thanks for your feedback and move on. But don't let that get you down as much as hard as that. I know that's easy for me to say, but right, just right. just try not to let that um, get you down. And when you for for my more experienced filmmakers, when you're in that situation where you have a client who comes to you and they're not a you know over the moon like you would expect them to be then you know there are ways to handle it and you can handle it and still be within your style and your brand and learn from that experience of that kind of client and um you know what you can do to help in that kind of situation going forward so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, it's there's so much that goes into it it's <laughs> so but I think knowing your client too, like for, for some of us, you've, you, you'll get to the point where you have repeat clients. Um, and so you know them better technically, yeah. obviously, than you do these first time clients who don't know you and you don't know them as well. You obviously have gotten to know them and you have a questionnaire and you have talked to them hopefully a couple of times. Um, but when it's a repeat client, I found that you can, at least for me, I found that I can be more creative with that and I can push the boundaries a little bit more and explore a little bit more of what I want to be doing um, in a film. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I think it is. Um, yeah, it's it, definitely a good thing. Because I know them, but I also know that what they're capable of being excited about. Um, mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Um, I did a film in the fall, or excuse me, this past summer for a family called The Modern Family and I went up to their um, their cabin in Tennessee. And, um, that was a very different film for me, but I had done a film for them before. So I knew that I could do something a little bit more creative and different and more documentary style. And they loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know, I'm a client. <laughs> 
so knowing your clients and knowing, um, no, I, I think it's, it's just a balance that you have to be careful of. But like you said, it, that feeling you get when you finish the film and you watch it for the first time that you need to bottle that up because there's an excitement level there and your first impression of it, that's what you've got to hold on to. That's mm -hmm. you. That's your creativity. That's your, all of that, that little feeling that's your moment with that film before anybody else sees it, bottle that up because that moment I feel like is a telling sign of, as to how good that film is and your energy that went into that more before anybody else has seen it. It's like a little secret that you have, you know, mm -hmm. on your own. Mm -hmm. um, that's special and, and I love and that. And that's, I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what Nessie said in her, in her post. She said that right. she was really happy with it. And then mm -hmm. she got the client's reaction and she, yes. felt, and then she felt a little bit down and I'm like, right. You know, that exactly what you just described, like bottle up that feeling that you have beforehand and, you know, try not to let the client reaction, if it's a little bit flat, affect how you, you feel about it. Cause it's, it's you, you know? That's yeah. Important. Yeah. I, I agree. What about, let's, let's move on to delivering these films to clients um, and sharing to social platforms. What are your thoughts on that? Once you move past this particular topic? <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, in terms of we, we've seen a lot of discussion lately on the student hub about nerves before sending a film to a client. And we had this, um, um, I think it was Sarah that posted, do you get like really nervous before you send a film to a client? And I mean, yeah, like, do you still get nervous? Do you get nervous when you send a film <laughs> to a client? Uh, yeah, I, I get nervous when I don't get a response quickly. That's, that's where my nerves come in. But yeah, I, yeah, I think there's a little, when I press send on that email, I'm like, Ooh, this is exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I still get, I mean, I'm an anxious person in general, so I think I'm always <laughs> a little bit anxious about what um, is going to come back. And it's, but it's usually um, that w the more that you do it, the more you kind of get used to that feeling. It's also like nerves before calling a client to talk to them about the film. I used to get, oh, I hated phone calls. And now yes, I love them. That I know. See, I still hate them. <laughs> like, like, oh, really? I think like lead trying to press the number on my phone. I hate, <laughs> hate phone calls. I feel like I'm so awkward and bad. Like, I'd rather do a FaceTime than a phone call. I don't know what it is. Like, really? I, phone calls. I do I, them. Like, I hate yeah, FaceTime like, more than a phone call. I'd rather call somebody any day. No, because there's like this distance factor with a phone call that like there, well, I don't know, like I'm in Saudi, they're in the US and I'm like, let's chat and I can't see you. It feels weird to me. I don't know. It's, yeah. It feels weird. I don't ever FaceTime my clients, but they're all mostly here. Um, I call them on the phone though, but I really like phone calls because I feel like I, it gives me an opportunity to like suss them out and mm, yes, yes. And that is just something over time, over experience, I realized you just cannot do. And I feel like people don't read anything. So there's no, no point. In, I used to send a client guide. I used to send them all this stuff of what to expect. It's like nobody reads that shit. So right. I just, I really, really relish a phone call because I feel like I can, and then I can reiterate. I'm like, have you talked to your husband? What does he think about this? What? Has yes. he said about this? Yes. Has he ever seen one of my films? Does he, has he seen the <laughs> website? 
Does he know what to expect? <laughs> this is why you need the husband on the phone, by the way. You could save I'm yourself like, this little I conversation. I really want to talk to him. I, maybe I should. Maybe I should. But I'm not video calling. So then I feel like it's no, kind of an awkward, I like. I don't video call either. I do the phone call. I'm just I saying know. I wish it was a video call because. Oh, well, it can't be. Like it can't be. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times the moms are like, no, I don't want to. Mm, yeah. I, no, I, I agree with you. I'd be that mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, well, I, yeah. So it's that like the nerves before sending a film to a client. I mean, I still get a little bit nervous. I used to get, I don't get as nervous going into a session anymore. Get a little bit excited sometimes, but um, I don't. I, I do get a little bit. I'm like you, like now. I get a bit nervous if it's been a while, like if they're not responding, they haven't seen it. But I, I have had to do a lot of work on myself to get to this point of of like sharing and sending it and not freaking out because I used to. Oh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just, I've had to, I, my anxiety used to be so bad that mm. I now have to just be like, I just don't care. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. to just care less. The less I care, the less anxious I am. So they'll love it or they'll hate it. And if they hate it, then I won't. Right. Share. It's fine. <laughs> But that comes from a confidence in yourself and your work. That's not just like you pulled it out of the air, you know, That's like true. you, That's yeah. True. That's true. <laughs> Did you feel that way when you like, okay, we're talking your third paid client film. I don't remember what family that is, but yeah, I mean, what were you feeling then? Same thing, actually. Really? The same thing because I was just like, you know what? <laughs> This is how I felt about video for the whole beginning. I'm like, you know what? People are going to like this or they're not. I don't really care. I'm doing it for me. Like, it's just, yeah. But I, I was like, I've, that is the way that I've been from the beginning with this because there was nothing to compare it to. And so I knew that, like, people didn't have anything to compare it to. And so they either like themselves on video or they don't. I mean, yes. it's not like they have anything really to compare it to. It has gotten a little bit harder as um, time has gone on because I feel like there's a little bit more to lose if I screw up, you know, like uh, if I yes. make a bad one. I get a little bit anxious, like, is this my standard, you know? Like, is this the level that other people are getting? Is this good enough compared to what I've yeah. done in the past? And, you know, because we all have our off days, and that's why I'm so careful about when I edit. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Let's talk about, let's move on from that one. Let's talk about um, workflow for delivering a film to a client and sharing to social media. What is your workflow for delivering a film to a client and sharing to social media? I think it's basically the same as mine, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I send them the Vimeo link. Uh, actually, I, I send them a pretty long email um, and it has probably way too many words in it. Like we said, people don't read, but Hmm. Um, I send them a Vimeo link. I actually tell them how to watch it in it. I'm like, I don't want you watching this on your phone. I don't want you watching it on your iPad. If you can help it, if you can pull up your desktop computer or your TV, do it right now. Like don't, don't minimize this experience is the first time I tell them. And I tell them to have the sound on. Like I make, I make sure, I don't know if they read it, but I just want their first time watching it to be special. So I talk about that. I give them the link. Um, and then I, usually it's about 24 hours or so at, so they have 
have it on their own, they can share it with their family. Um, I want it to be theirs. And I tell them that I'm like, this is yours first. Um, cause it's your film. Yeah. <laughs> they have signed a model release. Most of my clients have, I only had a few that haven't. Um, so they know it's going to be posted, but then I tell them it's going to be posted at this time on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, and I'll be tagging you in it. And I do specifically say, please share from the Facebook post. Like I asked them to do that. Um, and that's a marketing thing for me. Like mm -hmm. I asked them to not post the Vimeo link. I flat out say that please just cause it will look better. And it does when I, when I upload it to Facebook, it plays lot, not live. What's the word? Like it auto plays yeah, auto plays um, in the feed when people are watching. Yes. Which scrolling. is much better than pressing the Vimeo link, which people yep. aren't going to do cause they're lazy. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. So I tell them, I'm like, there's a share button. I very clearly explain cause I've got some people who are not technologically savvy and I, you know, this is where you press share from and, <laughs> and you'll be tagged in it all. You know, I'm very, clear about that but um, then I kind of my email kind of divides and it depends on the client if they are a Facebook client then that's how it's presented if they are an Instagram client like I know that they are active on Instagram and they are not active on Facebook then I send them Instagram files as well like I Dropbox them the Instagram file so that they can upload the film to Instagram and I've had clients do that too mm -hmm. um, um, and then I also uh, just like you, I give them the link to their blog post and to their gallery of photos, which I'm also taking. Um, that's all included in the email. Usually they've already seen these things because it's already been posted by me, but I give them those links all in the same email. So it's all in the same place. Um, so they have all those, all those things ready to go. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's not only giving them experience of how to watch your film and here's how it's going to be posted. It's also helping me out marketing wise. Like it's, it's, here's, you're going to be tagged. Here's your way to share it. It's, <laughs> that's the student hub sound they're just so excited <laughs> sorry go ahead yeah no it's just I, I I I'm not just sharing them like also thinking about my business when I'm giving them their film um I am using their audience to help build potential new people for my clients yeah um so yeah. it's all forward thinking in the way i'm sharing it um you have so to tell you have to literally tell people what to do they're not going yes. they have no idea they do not know and truthfully if you give people you know so much of yourself they want to help you like they want to help if you if you are good to them and you give them a good service, a good experience, they are going to want to help you do that for more people. So mm -hmm. if you, you, but you've got to lay it all out for them. You got to tell them yes. exactly what you do. Yes. Yeah. I think in the most ideal world, you get to like watch them, watch it. Like you get to show it to them in like a nice setting where it would be dark and yeah. nice meet, you know, like that would be ideal. Like kind of like IPS people do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like it's presented all at once, but we don't have that. You know, most people don't do that for film films. And so um, I try to set them up for their viewing success and my marketing success in the future. So mm -hmm. it's been working for me. You do, you do, do you do anything differently as far as that? Uh, no, basically the same, probably not as thorough as you. Um, do you ask, do you put a link on your email? uh to get them to leave you a google review or a facebook review i don't but that's a very good idea <laughs> i should <laughs> that and that yeah, has maybe. helped a lot like that has you know i think I, I just say like at the very bottom of the email i say um 
if you've had a really, if you've had a good experience, I would love it so much if you would leave me a review at, and then I do like a Google link to my Google place where they can review. Um, yeah. and also to my Facebook and I say, if you could leave a review at blah or blah, um, uh, that would be, I think I say something like that would be great. And then I say, uh, if somebody chose to book me based on a review from you, that would just make my day. Um, and oh, so, yeah. you know, that's just, it's just like a way of saying like, look, I, I need this, you know? So if yeah. you could just do this, that would just really mean a lot to me. Um, and that's helped because I've had, you know, as soon as they get their gallery or their film, they're like, overjoyed usually and most yeah. of the time and then <laughs> you're like well the link's right here so I'll click on that and then I'll do that for her real quick um and so that's I find a much better way of doing it than like reaching out a week later yes. or at any other later stage because then I just feel like I'm you know here can you badgering them yeah, yeah like I'm begging for yeah a review. <laughs> um and I also want to be like if they respond with um, um, you know, words of whatever they really like. And then I might say, Hey, would it be okay if I just copied and pasted this and put it on my website? Um, and so, yes. you know, if they respond with like, we really loved this, um, then, you know, I'll do that. And so that's also really helpful. It's just, it's hard. I mean, you know, like you gotta be a business person and think about all the things mm -hmm. when you're also being like delivering your art. So you mm -hmm. just, I always have to have that in the back of your mind. Like, how can I make, how can I kind of capitalize on the excitement and the energy here? Yes. Um, yep. Because you're going to get a much better review from someone who's just seen their, their photos or their film than you will from someone, you know, who like, it was three months later. It's just going to be a different kind of review. Right. Okay. So, um, mm -hmm. so speaking about yeah. marketing, let's talk about word of mouth, word of mouth marketing real quick, because <laughs> And we'll make it short, but you are like the, the queen of this because I, we have a lot of people who are in small towns. And I think, you know, for me, I'm in Sydney, like it's huge here. And so word of mouth has helped me somewhat. Um, but I wouldn't say that it has been the key marketing um, for me. Like it has helped me um, here and there, like every now and then. But for right. me, it, most of my work is like return clients. And so yes. you have been in a place where recently, well, first of all, you live in a really small community. Um, mm -hmm. How many people are in the compound at where you are? Like Barely, barely 4,000. 4,000. Like just, right. just at 4,000, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you are sold out for 2019 for films. And so, yep. you know, your biggest thing has really been word of mouth marketing, hasn't it? Or would you, would you say that for you? Can you tell me what you've yeah. done? Yeah, that and a, the, a couple of workshops that I've run. But yes, word of mouth is a, um, I think it's in a small town setting. It's, I mean, if you've ever lived in a small yeah. town, everybody, well, everybody knows your business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see people everywhere um, and you, you just, you, nothing is private here, um, whether it's because of Facebook or because you just see each other at the grocery store or when you're out with your kids at the park or whatever. Um, you're building relationships with people and you're seeing people um, a lot more than you would in a big metropolitan setting. And so right. um, people know your business. 
(laughs) They know what you're doing. They know what you're posting on Facebook. They know what you're posting on Instagram. They know everything. And so that's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. But I've tried to be, I've tried to not be like in my face talking about what I'm doing, but you know, I bring it up, (laughs) you know? And so I meet moms at the park or I meet beach when we're having a walk or I see people in the grocery store and um, you see the same people over and over again and you see your kids that drop off at school and I have conversations and I talk about what I do and they see it because I'm posting it on Facebook and tagging my family films with my own stuff and um, I'm just visible but I'm not like you should hire a family film you know I'm not in their face about it but I'm just consistently making work and I'm talking with them um and they're seeing it. I think in a small town, um, people all know each other so that if you were talking really specifics, the tag on Facebook is, um, is pretty crucial because everybody's seeing each other's, uh, films put on Facebook. And so they, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, well, that person had a film. That's really cool how they had that made. And yeah. the other thing with a small town is that there's only so many locations you can do a film in. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, people are recognizing local spots over and over again in the same films, and so it's it's something that they can they can see for their own family because they walk past that spot every day. And oh, that family just had a film there. That's really cool. Um, I just I'm such a big believer in warm clients and having a a relationship with a client that's a warm client rather than walking up to somebody cold and be like, you need a family film. That's not going to work. You're not going to get a client that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so building a relationship with somebody and having coffees with them and, you know, seeing them at the various things we do with our kids. And then eventually there's a friendship that evolves and then they find out what you do and then they get interested and they go to your website. It's a long-term process oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that eventually pays off in a film. And then it becomes a return client that believes in what you're doing. And would they have thought they would have wanted it two years ago? No, but now they're sold and they're booked out for the next three years. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, um, that warm client relationship is, is so crucial. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know if that's helpful. <laughs> no, that's really helpful. I mean, so it's basically like what we were talking about earlier, just to kind of like tie them together. You were saying about how in your emails you to them, you list out exactly what they need to do to share their film. And that essentially is yes. your word of mouth marketing because you know that those people are going to be friends. Like, they're going to have a lot of friends and a lot of friends in common with you and yeah. they're going to see it and they're going to see that they got one and then so-and-so is going to want to get one and so-and-so is going to want to get one. And like, it just sort of is like a web of yes. people and telling and praising your work. Um, yeah. and that's awesome. So, um, yeah, I think it's just quite, sort of that, that key of getting them in. And so you talked, I know you've talked about this on the, um, the photo biz X podcast. So if anybody yes. wants to learn more in depth about what Allison used to really like build a business at the beginning, go yes. over to the photo biz X podcast with Andrew Helmich. I will put a link in the show notes for that. Um, and to her interview and she talks in depth about how she used the beginner DSL, was it beginner DSLR photography workshops for moms kind of basically. Right. Um, yeah that Marie Moss had yep. written and was selling and you like nailed, you took that and just took it to town <laughs> and did so well with that. So if yeah. anybody's listening in and you want to hear more in depth about that section of it, cause you know, it's one thing to sort of be like, yeah, word of mouth marketing, but you know, like, well, how do I get the clients in the first place? Yes. Get the people to actually do it to then mm-hmm. 
say and give me that word of mouth marketing. So um, <laughs> that's one way. And Allison shares everything about that. And it's such a great interview. So you should go and listen. Um, so we're going to wrap things up soon, but I wanted to talk quickly about the color grading workshop enrollment dates that we've got happening. So um, at the Filming Life Academy, we have what we we're calling like an intensive workshop on color grading because we have found that members, this is a, um, an area of interest, but it's more than just here's the content and go and do it. It's we wanted someone who would be there with hands-on support and that is Anita Parmanova. She's excellent. Um, and she, have you, if you've ever seen her work, she comes from a fine art background and her editing skill is just out of this world. Like she just knows so much. She has such a wealth of knowledge and she has put so much into this workshop that she's created. There's a lot of content in there. And, um, so enrollment for that is going to be open for a week and it is from the 6th to the 13th of March. You've got to be a member of the Academy to join and, um, but you can purchase that and then, um, you get access to it immediately. So if you, you can start straight away. Um, and as part of that, you also get a critique from Anita and all of the content. And you also get a private group in the student hub for just, um, students of that workshop. So it's a really, yeah. really great value too, for all of the, the amount of information that you get. So, yeah, um, she's very good about kind of answering questions with very detailed and thought out answers, um, mm -hmm. sometimes video answers too. So yeah, yeah it's an incredible she, deal. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, so, and then lastly, we want to talk about the filming life retreat, which we've just, um, launched the application Yay! for. So I want Allison to tell us about the filming life retreat. You tell, you give us a recap of what to expect. I am so excited about it. <laughs> Me too. We are. So it's in Sydney. It's in October, uh, 20th through 24th. And, um, it's actually, it's a little bit outside of Sydney. I should say. It's at Magenta Shores, which is like an hour and a half away sure. north of Sydney, but yeah. For those of us coming from outside of Australia, which by the way, I should not be the only one. Um, that's right. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, that's why I said Sydney because to me it's like Sydney, <laughs> but it's going to be incredible. Um, basically it's everything that you and I have learned and done with our one-to-one -one mentoring students. It's that in an incredible hands-on workshop. It's going to be like the one-to-one -one feel, but it's going to be, with you and I both teaching and it's not just like a lecture style workshop, which I think so many workshops are. Yeah. Um, we have learned through our mentoring students that, man, you learn so much when you're one-to-one -one with a teacher. Um, so that means really, really, really practical um, application, which means we're going to have a live model family in there. We're going to be shooting and it's not like you're going to be sitting there with six other, 10 other, 12 other people sitting next to you watching us shoot. You're going to be like one-to-one -one with Courtney and myself shooting and you're going to get the time for that. You're going to be yeah. the same thing with editing. Not only will you get to watch us live edit a film, but you're going to get to have us next to you editing your film. Um, and we're going to cover all the topics that are so, um, crucial to building these family films into your business and marketing them and doing them well. Um, like Courtney mentioned earlier, we're both booked out for the next year. Um, that doesn't happen just randomly. <laughs> There's a reason that that happens and we want to go into more detail than we can do online and share from our personal experiences of how we do that and the strategies that we use to make that happen. 
Um, we're going to talk about not burning out. We're going to talk a lot about music and how crucial your editing of that is into your building your film. Um, there's going to be a lot of fun things too, meals together and lunches and breakfasts and teas and a lot of community. The place that we're staying is gorgeous. Um, mm. The thing that though, beside of all that, that I'm so excited about is that it's, it's not, it's just going to be so practical and hands on. I don't think there's any retreat out there like this why it is so unique. Like we are trying to get you to be actively doing so that we can stand next to you and go, Oh, here, let's tweak this. Let's do this differently. Here's how we would approach this particular problem that's happening in front of us um, or editing. So I'm so excited. I, I love that it's unique and different and um, it's going to be such a great tool to build your business. Like I cannot state that enough. You are, you're going to walk away and you're going to be fired up to do something completely new and different and push your business to the next level with family films or birth films or whatever your film genre is. Yep. Yep. All of those things. That's right. So, um, we really wanted to gear this at the photographer that wants to make films their business. They want this to be what they're doing. Um, and so that's what all of this content is for. So, you need to be a member of the Filming Life Academy. This is exclusive for members of the Filming Life Academy. And the reason for that is we want everybody to be at that base level of knowledge so that we can go in depth right. for the people who are at, at that higher level um, that want to stretch further and really just take charge of what they're doing and make the kind of films they want to make and also sell them and make them profitable and make right. it into a business. So um, we'll be covering basically start to finish, you know, the client prep, <laughs> the audio, the I'm covering color correction and color grading and um, the assembly, the shooting, the uh, marketing, the pricing, the profitable profitability, the creativity. Kylie's going to be coming in. Kylie Patel is going to be coming in and, helping, um, and doing a, several different um, sessions on creativity and working through that and just making your films not be quite so literal all of the time. So, you know, and working with B-roll and getting good B-roll and all those things that just sort of take your films to the next level. Um, and so that's all the stuff we're going to be doing. And we're so excited about it. And applications are open. It is on the website. If you go to filminglifeacademy.com slash retreat2019, you will find it all there. You can apply and um, we'll be sending out invoices later this week. So if you haven't gotten your invoice yet, don't worry, it's coming. And um, we'll be sending that out later on in the week. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's really pretty much it, I guess, to kind of wrap mm -hmm. things up. That's a good note to end on. So Filming Life Retreat, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. <laughs> So, um, thanks Allison. Thanks for joining me on this and thanks to everyone Thank out there for listening in to us. Um, mm -hmm. we are so appreciative. I think when we first started doing this, we're like, is anybody <laughs> even listening? But I know people do. We both have messages that people do. If you like the podcast, please leave a review and, um, and let us know. Um, you can also PM us, but if you leave a review, it helps show other people the podcast and their, um, um, what is it called? Referred things. So, yes. um, please do that. We would just love you so much for, for doing that for <laughs> us. So, and that's it. That's a wrap. Thank you. Thanks, Allison. Um, thank you. Yep. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.